0: Hey
1: everyone, this is Alicia
0: and Steve,
1: and welcome to Parent World. Hey everyone, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about raising boys, our point of view, and also want to hear some feedback from you. So uh, I'll start it off. Oh yeah. So we're raising three busy boys.
0: Yes, they are. They?
1: Twelve eight and seven yes we are a blended family if you did not catch our earlier episode but raising boys so I'm gonna start off with talking about what is important to me about raising our boys so when I approach parenting even when I was a single mom of max um, for several years and now with the blended family it is very important to me to raise the boys as if I'm raising future husbands. So in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, okay, how could I help create a human who's gonna be a good husband one day? Mm -hmm. So with everything that I do with our boys, that is always in the back of my mind. So I would say for me, that is the number one priority of how I lead my parenting with our boys. How how would you say, what's your
0: approach, Steve? I don't know, because uh, it was more so of teaching them how to survive, if that makes sense. And I don't mean like survival, like a bunch of jackals and everything else. Of course, I teach them the mannerisms. You got to hold open the door. You got to say, excuse me, all those other things. Um, Trying to keep your area clean, learning how to do things on your own, Um, those type things so that... They know how to survive in life, learn how to wash your clothes, learn how to clean bathrooms, all those things about responsibility. That's all my dad ever taught me. So that's all I know to do is just to teach him how to be somewhat of men to go do things and cut the grass, you know, get get uh, clean up the snow and all that other stuff. You know, just stuff that you're supposed to do around the house or just survival-type things as a guy.
1: Now, Steve, I know you're not like this, but I know there's a lot of dads out there that might be like this, and maybe you could elaborate this on this because you're a man. I know there's some guys out there that raise their boys where they need to know how to fix a car. They need to know how to do uh, you know carpenter work or something like that. Um, and although you, all, you do show those things, um, I feel like your emphasis, and that's why we're a good couple, is because we bounce off each other really well. But I feel like your emphasis is always just more just showing them what to do so they can have independence.
0: Right.
1: And I do think there's this thing out there now where men feel like they need to show their boys how to be men. Do you feel the need for that? Because obviously as a woman, I don't have a need to be like, I need to show them how to be a man because I can't.
0: Well, and that's just it. You know, um, that's how most of us men were raised. Uh in a sense, whereas, yes, we had our mother's love and everything else, but we were under the hood of the car. We were out building things, trying to build things and stuff. Like when we would go out in the woods, it's always like a structure of some sort. So you're trying to channel that into helping them be productive members of society, whether it's professionally or just knowing how to do things on your own or being able to check these things.
1: Yeah, but do you feel that need to show them, quote unquote, more boy stuff? Like, is it more important to you for to teach Isaiah how to fix a car versus it is to clean the sink or to put laundry away? Is is that a need for you?
0: It's a need to do both. Okay. If anything. Because um, I'm
1: just saying, statistically, uh, there men tend to lean more towards men's stuff to teach their boys. No, uh,
0: my main, my main thing is more balance. Um,
1: I know you, but why do you think there is that need?
0: Because, I mean, there's always been a balance of... Because you always had a woman in the home to take care of those things. To wash your clothes, clean the sinks, and everything else. Whereas men, it's just like you go out, you can work with your hands... You go in and bring the money and bring home the food and bring up whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's the survival tactic So you're saying, I
1: mean, basically you're
0: saying times have changed. Times have changed. Times totally have changed. men have to be doing dual roles. You have to learn how to almost fix the car. I mean, we have everything to YouTube to be able to look at things. And if you can't, then you'll take it somewhere. But to fix your car and to be able to do laundry and to probably pop in a roast. If sometimes if your spouse goes down and she's sick. Somebody's got to get food. Can't get. What's the last all the time. time you popped in a roast? Hey, I made salmon <laughs> <laughs> and chicken. I made salmon and chicken, and everybody loved it. it so I don't want to hear it.
1: I will say it was pretty good. Yeah, you're you you're good at balancing, but I do find it interesting in today's day and age that there are some men that still feel like they just need to teach essential boy stuff, which I don't think you or I agree with at all. I think mean, you know, as I mentioned when I told my point of view, I'm very about raising a good human who will eventually be a good future husband. Right. You know, like, what are the things that I think it's important for a future man to know? You know, obviously we got to go age by age bracket and stuff. You know, you you let things out little by little. But that being said, you know, what's going to be important in their future? What are, and also their sense of independence. I think our approaches are different though. So I will say Steve, I think is a little bit more hard.
0: I am. I got my drill sergeant, gunnery sergeant thing going and stuff like that. Responsibility and accountability has always been my thing.
1: And I'm always about what's really going on. Like, what are they feeling right now? Right. You know, um, which I I have to say, we've been bouncing off pretty back and forth pretty good with each other. Um, And I do think generally women tend to be more the nurturers. And it just must be in our DNA.
0: It is. I can't
1: speak for every woman out there, though.
0: Well, you just said it, babe. I mean, just think about it. You just said something about that that was spot on about what they're feeling, what their emotions are. In my sense, and I probably have, I'm starting to learn more things about that. Um, The feelings and emotions, it's just, no, you just go ahead and do. Go get this done, get this done, get that done, and take care of it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no feeling or emotion about it. You have to go do these things. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what
1: do you think is different about raising boys now in 2019 versus in 80s, 90s when you grew up? Um, And I'll give my opinion on this. Too.
0: I mean, the, I think the difference between back in that time and all the way up until now I don't think it's really a difference. I think um, it's never really been a difference in the time of years. Maybe uh, the discipline or disciplinary actions have been a little bit more subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not as the, the, the disciplinary things have weren't as harsh uh, now as they were then.
1: Uh-huh. So I
0: think that that's probably a factor. Um, another thing is is that there's a lot of things that are recognized now, because, I mean, even with dealing with me, with being a, at the point in time before you moved here, being a uh, autism dad, there's a whole new different spin on how I had to look at things, on how I was handled as a child compared to now.
1: So that's situational, but do you think, you don't think there's a difference between ways, raising a boy in 1991 versus 2019?
0: <laughs> no, because I think it all has to do with how you were raised in the first place. Those same... Mm-hmm. Traits values. of values that how you were raised, um, when you were a child, you carry those on. You might lighten up on some things, but you pick and choose. But those same values still stick with you uh-huh. all the way through. So I don't think there's really any change. You might change, or you pick and choose what you want to do and what was effective to you and what was not, not as society goes or anything. So I'm
1: going to disagree with you. I think a lot has changed. Oh, yeah, how so? I, I I think that there's a lot of what our boys are exposed to quicker and more accessible than it was even back in our day, okay. right? So okay. you and I and our folks didn't grow up with the internet. That kind of sound like an old woman talking about the internet. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's right at their fingertips. Right. You know, each one of our boys have iPod Touch, right. right, that they play games in and they have access to the internet. And there's stuff at their fingertips that... You know, obviously we have control over Mm -hmm. because we have parental controls, but I'm talking about I think the exposure to the outside world is so much more in their face than it was even in our growing up. So there do have to be those tough conversations sooner Mm -hmm. and with a brain that's not fully developed yet. You know, Um, so I definitely think that has been a challenge for a lot of parents out there. And I'm not only talking about anything, you know, you know, right away, I'm sure people's minds go to like sexual nature. I'm not even going to go there. Uh I'm talking about, you know, stuff that's going on in schools and, you know, so I definitely think times have changed Um, the way that I think parents are more open, which I think is such a good thing. Um, have definitely changed. Uh, I, I know a lot of things even in my time just weren't discussed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you kind of just, you kind of learn as you go, um, which I'm sure for our children, their stuff is they're learning as they go that they haven't expressed to us or, you know, we'll, we'll find out a couple of years from now, you know, that they knew Santa Claus wasn't real or something like that, you know, right? But <laughs> it, it's interesting because I definitely think the exposure to the outside world Is so much at their fingertips that sometimes us as parents, we can't control. I mean, you never can control the outside world. But the fact that they do have more access to it and we have to deal with it sooner than maybe we're anticipating.
0: Well, that's where I guess we have to agree to disagree because in a sense, no matter what's going on out in the world, you still control the domain of what's in your house. So, like, even with the iPod Touches, there's things that we hear and stuff like that. And you, you do a great job of doing that with Max or with the boys because, it's fact, it's attached to your phone. You can see what they're watching. We can hear what they're watching. Mm-hmm. So, when we notice that, it's like, no, we're going to block that. We're not letting you, allowing you to watch that, and here's why. Mm-hmm. So, that's us teaching, you know, that's the way of teaching, whereas we've already stated it. This is how we're controlling it and there's no more you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so in my eyes i don't see that as a difference and i mean even though there is exposure you still have your morals and your guns that you stick to to say this is how i'm going to raise this child in this house Mm -hmm. um that's just my my two cents on it that's all Mm -hmm. but no i
1: agree i I definitely think you have to have the standards right and And the standards your expectations in the home for sure i agree with you there Mm -hmm. but i do think it is different well, I do think that there would maybe would, there are certain things and mesh I can't I can't even like pinpoint something right now. Um, maybe there would have been certain things that we haven't had to have certain conversations with if it wasn't for, or maybe it's not even technology. So I'm not even going to talk about technology, but stuff that kids know, right. you know, other. Uh, the things that I think parents are more open about more than ever. Other, I'm talking about like with their peers at school right. that they find out and then they come home and it's like, oh, why do you you know about this already? Like, right. and it's because parents you know chose to talk about it or expose them to it. So, I think, and I don't know. Maybe it was the same back in '91.
0: Well, that's why do you think? I don't, I don't know. Think, I think everything is always evolving, but nothing has changed. I'm pretty sure. Fifty years ago, there was something new that came about.
1: And guys, I don't know why I keep saying anyone. It's just coming to my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, or,
1: I mean, but there's year. always
0: something that was evolving and changing, and they thought that kids were going down that road and everything else, but parenting has never changed.
1: What is the one thing you wish someone would have told you as a young boy? Um. That maybe would have benefited you through adolescence, through adulthood. Is there anything that kind of sticks out? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't, I didn't prep him for this, folks. It's literally on the spot. I'm giving this to him.
0: Um. I, it really wasn't much, you know. Um, people have a different way of learning. Sometimes they have to learn it over and over in order to actually get it. Mm. Repetition. Yes. Um, don't be afraid to ask if you don't understand something. Mm-hmm. That probably would have been.
1: I think there's so many kids that feel that. Like, they're afraid to ask. That's right. I always tell, I would tell all our boys, I'm like, if you need to talk with please tell me. And I right. even think, you know, I know my parents who would even say that to me at times but you are still afraid to ask and I don't know why yeah
0: and I mean and that's what Fear, it is huh? it's because certain things it's like uh, I don't really talk about that with my parents I always talk about that with my friends or somebody else other than my parents Oh so, no I'll never talk about that and it's not in a sexual manner it could just be just as much as like uh using a q-tip or something and smelling it, I mean i don't know <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> i don 't <laughs> even know why I drew that analogy, but I was just trying to be funny, but I mean, there's a lot of things that i'm starting to learn that, like even with Isaiah, I'll give you a fine example there's a lot of things that i I suspected that he knew that he doesn't really know, and so, in being with devin so much i 've always had to teach him step by step by step with therapy, of course. Mm-hmm. And with Isaiah...
1: Devin is our eldest one who has mild autism. Right,
0: mild autism, and we have to kind of teach him more repetitions. I didn't think to do that with Isaiah, in most cases of a lot of things. Because
1: you just said he'd get it.
0: Yeah, well, I assumed that he just knew. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of let him, you know, because he was always more independent. He always wanted to do things on his own anyway. Mm. So I'm like, okay, but I never took the time out to really think about the quality of how he was doing. That's things.
1: something we're gonna have to talk about on our next podcast. Is definitely. and this is gonna be something I think Steve is gonna have to lead the way on because I'm still learning my way through this. As he is he, but um, mm-hmm. he's been doing it for years with the two boys. Is having a child one with special needs and one who isn't right in the different. I, I definitely want to elaborate that on more um, yeah. on our next podcast, honey. I'm yep. glad you brought that up.
0: Most definitely, but my main thing is, is that it was. It's always the quality in everything, even though Isaiah may have been independent. And doing a lot of things is always a quality. When you, since you came here, you kind of put that ear to me to let me know, you know, there's some things about like washing his hair mm-hmm. or certain things about cleanliness that he wasn't doing that I thought he had a handle on. I would check over it, but not so much. But anyway.
1: So uh, what's, what's the thing? Is there anything that you wish someone would have told you when you were a young
0: boy? Exactly what I said. Uh, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be
1: afraid to ask. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. a good one.
0: Yeah, don't be afraid to so ask. So I'll speak as a
1: young woman. I, I think the one thing, and I, I probably say this a little bit too much to our, our boys, is there was this wonderful campaign, and forgive me, folks, because I don't know what it was for right now, but it was a few years ago. I I think it was, uh, I, I don't know what it was for, but it was just saying, I think it might have been anti-bullying, mm-hmm. but it talked about it gets better. Right. And I think that's so profound and I love that because I think children in particular when they're in, you know, grade school, when they're in middle school, when they're in high school, um, they get so caught up in that world. And let's face it, folks, you graduate high school.
0: <laughs>
1: what We just talked to people, some on Facebook or you see them at the Walmart and they have like six kids already. And you're like, wow, you know, like really at the end of the day, after high school, that, all that stuff doesn't matter. Doesn't. all that stuff doesn't matter Uh-oh. so whatever you're going through um don't even worry about it you yeah. know like get through it hold your head up high make sure you have a lot of confidence because at the end of the day that's what people are going to appreciate about you if mm-hmm. you're kind and confident Yep,
0: yeah, definitely
1: so don't worry about all that little stuff that goes on at school because it gets better and i love that campaign and that's the biggest thing i think at that point in my adolescence someone's would have told me like it gets better. Believe me, once, you, once you're gone, you're gone. And yeah. I, I'm a living being of saying like once I graduated high school, I went off to college, did my first network TV show. Like there are so many things that you're going to experience in your life that the grade school, middle school, high school days – once they're gone, they're gone.
0: Pretty much. They're gone. And you're so, not going to get them back either. Even if you were Al Bundy who scored four touchdowns <laughs> in the High football game. Yeah. You're not getting them back. Right. Or Uncle Rico. And you could throw. The, even the
1: good stuff. That's even, a good point. Even the good yeah. stuff. It's gone. If you were a homecoming queen, that doesn't matter on your resume. It sure doesn't. Nobody cares about that. Not at all. And I'm sorry, Steve. Nobody cares if you scored how many football touchdowns. Maybe unless you're a big NFL star now. Yeah.
0: But that I guess doesn't maybe matter then, because right? guess what? Even that person who scored those touchdowns in high school, if they went on to the professional league, they did even bigger things somewhere else after high school. High school just doesn't matter. You're gone. It's done.
1: So that would be the biggest thing for me. It gets better. Mm -hmm. Be kind. Be confident. You'll be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that, that is good words. Very good words. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: All right, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Parent World as we discussed raising boys.
0: You all have a bang up crackerjack day. And remember, the greatest nation is the imagination.
1: And as always, I wish you every single happiness and stay tuned for more episodes talking about single parenting and raising children with special needs and all our talk about raising children on Parent World.